And now, from the diamond to the dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Sorry, one second here. All right, and okay, so it's Elliot. Yep. Okay. All right, sir. Let's see here, and we are at so in about five seconds. All right. All right. Hey, Twins Nation. This is Joe Gunderson, uh, host of the. Twins Nation podcast, and I got a new co-host tonight. Uh, Elliot Troy is joining us. Uh, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing very good. Thanks for having me on, and thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, uh, before we uh, get into the nitty gritty, I guess let's learn a bit, a little bit about you. How long have you uh, been a Twins fan? I've been a Twins fan ever since I could recollect memory. On my 29, I was watching the Twins, Justin Morneau and Joe Maurer, with Joe and Nathan coming in in the ninth inning. That's okay. that's my history. I'm 23 years old 23. from okay. the north suburbs, and I love the Metrodome. Okay. So, unfortunately, you're a little too young to have seen the glory days, but... Um... But um, at least you have seen some good baseball. Um, you've seen some divisions won and um, some playoff appearances, all that went horribly wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> I've seen uh, a lot of good baseball players. Let's just say that. Yes, yes, you have, and uh, and uh, you can read up on the ones that you unfortunately did miss. But. Um, that's just the way it goes. So I don't know how much you know about me, but and I've uh, covered it in this. But I've been a, I'm uh, 41. I've been a fan for since I was six years old. That just cor- happens to correspond with 1987, which was uh, either depending on how you look at it, either the best or the second best year in uh, franchise history. Um, <laughs> um, Little five year old Joe Gunderson. I was six years old, yep. Um, and uh, they uh, obviously everybody who follows the twins knows that that was the first world, world Series champion year. And then when I was 10 years old, they won number two. And 31 years later, I'm waiting for another one. Um, but uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh people who uh would say that's nothing like ask a Red Sox or Cubs fan until the the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh 
Who who would do you have a, like a favorite player of all time in Twins? Oh, uh, see, I'm a I'm weird, and Uh-oh. I really I really like like the wild card type of like underrated underdog player. That's not good. That's not bad. That's so I'm gonna go with Alexi Casillo. Oh, okay. that was my favorite player growing up. Okay. He had a very big uh, hit in Twins history. Um, I'm sure you remember. Uh, last game of the Metrodome, game 163. He uh, was the man who ended that game. So He, he was have... the guy. He was the, re- the guy. The reason That's... why I liked him is was like yeah. he was that underdog. You know, it was, it was like you could play him at second base. But if you talk to any, like, upper management, they're not going to put him anywhere else except for, like, a pinch runner because he was so fast. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, how many times did that guy take a baseball off the chest in the Metrodome? I don't trying know. Trying to feel the ground ball. <laughs> that's not – I don't know if that's a good thing to remember, but <laughs> – <laughs> but, no, the Metrodome was gnarly like that. Like you hit just a regular ball, hard off the ground. It's bouncing, well, five and bouncing off, off the air, bouncing off carpet. Um, that, <laughs> and underneath that is concrete. So, yeah. Um, and Alexi Casillo is out there at second base, just taking them like Happy Gilmore off the chest, turning double <laughs> plays. <laughs> Funny, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's funny a way to put that. I love it. Um, so, um, so I guess we can. Um, How about you? Who's your favorite twin well, baseball player of all time? Well, I'm old enough where it's the uh, it's the uh, answer probably anybody my age would give, Mister Kirby Puckett. Um, okay. Maybe the greatest twin of all time. Oh yeah. So, I was lucky enough to see that whole career. Um, you saw uh, it first? Did you see it firsthand, or did you hear it on the radio? Where you on uh, TV? Were you up live? What's happening here? Well, um, did I mostly actually? Uh, it's a good. That's a great question. Well, um, most of my uh, the games that I uh, would catch would actually be on the radio. Um, I uh, grew up in a house where uh, we didn't have cable, um, and um, so uh, therefore, um, and I was so the only way we would, we would get it is if we had cable. Um, uh, so I could only really watch uh, them on TV if I was at somebody's house that had cable. So I would uh, um, a lot of weeknight or a lot of weekends in the summer uh, weeknights I'd, I'd go visit my grandma for that for that reason. <laughs> um, and uh, but you know, most of the games I listen to on the radio uh I have gone to, oh, I think around 30 games in my life, maybe. I'm not sure. 
Um, first game I ever, I do remember the first game I ever went to is, uh, was 1990 and they played the, uh, Baltimore Orioles. Um, didn't realize at the time that I was watching a hall of famer on the other team. Cal Cal Ripken. Um, um, he didn't. He himself didn't really do anything special that night, except that he played. Um, <laughs> I guarantee he played. Um, one of his two thousand games played. Yeah, one of those two, one of those twenty five hundred or whatever games it was. <laughs> um, and uh, and the first uh, Twins player I ever saw hit a home run and live was Ken Herbeck. Um, got a sweet picture somewhere of the of. Uh, the home run swing and uh, saw him uh, steal a base in the same game. <laughs> no way. Ken yeah. Herb, Herb stealing the base? He no. did. No way. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, actually, when Herbeck uh, first came up, uh, he was actually pretty fast um, and pretty. He was. Uh, fairly uh skinny um when he first came up then uh as the years went on <laughs> he uh didn't uh really care about conditioning um so he once a first base always a first baseman <laughs> he became a he became a a very big man um but uh but still one of the one of the uh, one of my favorite guys um and yeah so that's kind of I'm from a town in northeast north dakota um so I've I've I grew up about 5 or 6 hours away from the twin cities um so we couldn't make it to games very much but I did appreciate um the metrodome because it would guarantee of course there was no Rain outs, no possibility that we would drive all that way for no reason. Um, so, That's something, isn't it? Yep. You know, it's nice to nice to know there will be a game. There uh, are there are very few rainouts at Target Field, but there have been very few. Um, but Mark Metrodome was always guaranteed one hundred. Yep. Yep. Um, and I'm actually have there has there been a snow out yet? I don't think so. Not even at the Winter Classic. <laughs> you know what? That wasn't that. Uh, wasn't that like super cold though this year? Oh well, yeah, it was like negative twenty-five degree uh, windfields. <laughs> that seems like that's too dangerous. To... Hey, people still came out wearing their Minneapolis St. Paul jersey. Yeah. Very nice. It just seems, even though I know hockey players wear a lot of layers to begin with that just seems like that's too dangerous to make them play out there for three hours or however bs bs have you never heard of pond hockey in north dakota it's not something i uh grew up around no Uh, really in northeast north dakota really yeah no uh we didn't we don't have a um where I grew up, there was no organized hockey team, and uh, like my uncle and his kids are about the only people I knew that actually cared about hockey. Uh, 
You're kidding. No, I'm not. Um, a little bit further south where I live now, uh, I live in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota now, um, which is where the University of North Dakota is. Yep. So and that's a big deal down here. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys are our number one enemy. Uh, yeah, for, <laughs> the golfers versus the fighting hawks. If you're a goofer fan, yep. <laughs> That's what they call you up here. Uh, but yeah, I'm not really into uh, to hockey myself. It just because I didn't grow up around it. Um, so I I really only pay attention to mostly baseball and football. Um, but I'll watch, I'll watch basketball. I, I I like basketball too. Are you, you know, an ESU fan? Absolutely. You're a bison? I'm a bison. (laughs) Do you think that they could join the Big Ten? If they're better academically? I think if if, uh, the Big Ten actually wanted them, they could, and they'd do okay. They wouldn't. There's no way they'd win the Big Ten with Ohio State and Michigan around, but They'd beat the pants off the Gophers every year. <laughs> they've done it every time they've played them. Hey, we don't need uh-huh. to talk about decades ago, okay? Yeah, that wasn't that many years ago. How many years ago? Oh gosh, I it was during our so we've uh, won nine of the last eleven championships. Um, so it was in that span they beat them two times. Uh, they played them. They've played them twice in the last eleven years and beat them both, both times. No, they did not. I gotta look that up. Yep. Um, have to fact check that one. And then there was a third time they played them. Uh, I think it was two thousand three, and they only lost because the guy missed a field goal. Um. Uh, but that was before they they uh, they uh, started being able to get all the the recruits they needed. Um, do, do you have any opinions on uh, Trey Lance? Uh, like what? <laughs> I think the Gophers made a big mistake uh, <laughs> by not getting him. Well, let's uh, talk about this. Drafted. As... Drafted number number two, right? Um, well, he he wanted to go as a quarterback in college, but yes, the Gophers yep. offered him a scholarship as, as a, a linebacker. In a linebacker, yeah, he didn't. They want wanted to him that. right next to Antoine Winfield Jr. Yep, he didn't want to do that. He but he said, to... "No, i I can play quarterback." And, and he went to NDSU and dominated. And he did the third you know, overall pick as an FCS school. Yep, you Order. know how many you know how many interceptions he threw at N- and NDSU? How many? One. No shit. Yeah, one. He, he he now he was only there for one. He only played one season um, at NDSU before he left. Um, he played one season and one game. If COVID hadn't happened, he probably would have he would have played two seasons. Um, but. Uh, so he played one, and in his last game as a Bison, he threw an interception. Otherwise, he would have had a had a college career where he didn't throw one. 
<laughs> so uh, FCS was too easy for him. Um, it looked I like, huh? I tend to agree. <laughs> it, he only went there because uh, no other, for some reason, no other school was uh, offering him to be their quarterback, and that's what he really wanted to be. And uh, so far, he's proven that he that he should be. Um, he uh, uh, so I I'm really excited for him. Uh, we'll see how things go down there in San Francisco for him. Um, hopefully, they'll be better than they have been uh, for the other uh, Bison quarterback in the league, Mr. Carson Wentz. Um, who uh, he's done okay, but lately it hasn't been so great. Um, but uh, there, what did I hear? There's like two. Is there two schools that have two starting quarterbacks um, in the NFL right now? And I think I want to say it's uh, Alabama and uh, and DSU. And yes, you for so sure. You I got, know that. <laughs> we you got two, two. Tua <laughs> and Jalen Hurts, yeah. Alabama, and yeah. we got Carson Wentz and yeah. Trey Lance at NDSU. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, they're the only two schools that have currently have two guys. Have uh, you been, starting? Have you have you been to ND? Have you been to any of the NDSU Twins games? Oh, no. You mean when they give away the Twins cap that's green and yellow? I have not. Yeah. I have not been able to pull that off. Um, But that's all right. Um, They do the same thing for the Gophers and UND and Oh, yeah. Pretty much any area college around Thank there. Cloud State, Winona State, St. Thomas. They do it for all of them. Yeah, so but, we're not special. <laughs> but I just wanted to bring that up because I got myself a, a NDSU Twins hat. You did? Yep. Okay. I got cool. it from the thrift store. It's okay. got the NDSU Bison's logo on the side. It's like from the one from like 2018. It's super clean. It's got the TC logo. Yep. In yellow and then a green hat it's and a yellow hat. brim. It's so clean. That'd be nice. That looks so. That's pretty sweet looking. Yeah. Now, people will people have asked me like how can I like the people have asked me the dumb question, how can I be a Bison fan? but hate the Packers at the same time. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, just because they wear the same colors doesn't mean I have to like them both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anytime anyone tries to pull that card on me, I just bring up the North Stars, the Minnesota North Stars. Oh, they wore green yeah, and yellow. Right. They were green and yellow. <laughs> no. And they wore it better than the Packers did. <laughs> huh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, I what really remember the North Stars, but North Stars <laughs> had the cleanest logo in history. Yeah, but they didn't do a whole lot of winning. Uh, 
I don't. Did they even get a a cup? No, but they made it to the uh, like the NFC Championship game of hockey. They uh, they made it to they made it to the finals, didn't they? Ever? Or did they just uh, make it to the conference so. finals? Yeah, just to the conference finals. Okay. They didn't do no win. But, uh, and uh, kind of the same thing with the Wild now. Hey, hey, hey. But we got Caril. Caril Yeah, I hear about him. I hear about him. He's supposed to be, supposed to be pretty good. Again, I don't know anything about hockey, so mm-hmm. well, I know Wayne Gretzky was the best. That That's about as far as my knowledge goes. And someday you'll know that Kirill Kaprizov was the best. He's got a lot of records to break. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um. Yeah, I wish I had a mute button. <laughs> um, but uh, so let's see. So why don't we get to talking about our our baseball team here, um, or do we want to keep avoiding it because we're sad about them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, since my last episode. Um, Things haven't been got, been doing been going so great for the Twins. Um, they've played a few series, um, and uh, only a couple of them went okay. Um, but um, overall, they haven't been playing well. Um, they they had the misfortune of playing Houston, um, where they got swept, and then. Uh, and then most recently they played the White Sox where they uh, lost two out of three. And then uh, right now they're in the last game of a series against the Yankees, who they always get torched by. And uh, three of four games in this series. Now, as we currently speak, they are tied in game four. Um, they are tied in the fifth inning, but um, – Something weird's gonna happen. We just we just know this by now. Um, they did win uh, a series against the San Francisco Giants and the Boston Red Sox. Um, so that's those are the positive things, and they are um, currently two games out of first place um, in the AL Central behind Cleveland, who they play this weekend. Um, in Cleveland, so they basically they probably need to beat Cleveland every time they play them the rest of this year, is what I've kind of figured out, <laughs> or at least definitely take every series they play against them. They play them, I believe, eight eight games. There's eight games left against them the rest of this year. Yeah, we got um, eight games against them out of twenty, out including of 20. the game against the Yankees tonight. Okay. And uh, they also play the White Sox a few times. Basically, the rest of their schedule after tonight is the AL Central. <laughs> the White Sox in Cleveland. And uh, um, there is a series against the Angels in there. 
and uh, Royals. Um, but then after that, after all that, then the season's over. Um, so um, what, are you, what are your thoughts about uh, the recent play of this team? It doesn't seem to be going so well. Well, I think the recent play is there. Over, and we send down people like Sanchez and others to the minors. And it's like, we're playing really good, but we keep on making really bad like front office mis- mistakes that is keeping us from winning games. Um, so I'm sorry. The I think the recording cut out there. I didn't. We didn't. I didn't catch all of your answer there. Um, well, it was basically like we're keeping people down, like Sanchez, people. Like there's like three other people that we're just keeping in our Saints bullpen that could be pitching up here, but we keep. Pagan and McGill, and we keep on wondering why we're struggling. Yeah. Um, now, to their credit, I I feel like the front office has been pretty aggressive about getting rid of guys um, when it's been clear that they're struggling so much that it's not gonna it's not gonna work out. I mean, except for seen... Pagan. Yeah, that's a little tougher. Um, the I think the main reason he's still around um, is um, they kind of have hope uh, with him because of his raw stuff. You know, he's he does throw in the high nineties. Um, they just, I guess they they're holding out hope that it he will like figure out a way to control that and throwing uh, pipe shots that get that get nailed. <laughs> um, it whereas... seems like every single Major League Baseball player can hit off a of Pagan. It seems like it. Um, but it, it definitely hasn't been a good year for the guy. Uh, hopefully, hopefully something will be figured out. I feel like he's pitched better of late um, now that they've moved him out of uh, like late inning situations. Um, some guys just don't pitch well in certain parts of the ball game for some reason. I think it's a mentality thing. Um, so I think they've maybe figured out not, you know, unless they have to, they don't have him pitch what are called high leverage situations. Um, he seems to be doing better with that. Um, but, you know, they've been aggressive where, you know, they had, a guy uh, by the name of Tyler Duffy uh, for years. Um, and uh, this year, he, you know, they gave him a few months. He just wasn't turning things around. And uh, despite the fact that he's been a twin for oh, five years or more, they uh, they did let him go. Um, they've been constantly having to move guys up and down from St. Paul or 
anywhere else be because of either ineffectiveness or due to injury. Um, that's one major thing that's happened to this team that to me is a thing that makes it kind of amazing that they are in contention still. I mean, uh, somebody tweeted out yesterday, I saw that they still, they currently have 17 guys on the, on the uh, injured list right now. Um, 17. That's, that's just nuts. <laughs> um, and I was, I'm like, that seems though. I was almost like that doesn't seem high enough. <laughs> but then you got to remember, of course, that there's guys that have been on there and come back. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of guys, you know, we're missing, we're missing Buxton, Larnick, Kirilov. Um, and oh, even though that might be a blessing, um, you know, um, that's those are the guys I can think of without thinking too hard. Uh, Polanco is now on the list uh, for the second time in his career, second time this year, um, and so it's you know people complain about uh, the job Rocco does. Um, as manager and uh, and sometimes yeah he makes questionable decisions or decisions that don't look great it seems like but I feel like it's more of a it's kind of well known that he's not in charge of the whole show like a normal like managers were when I was growing up um, yeah. he, he the front office tells him I'll, you know they do what they call uh, scripting out a game. So he isn't allowed to make all the decisions. Um, He's made it very clear that him and Falvey and Levine uh, meet up before every single game. Yeah. And they come up with a strategy for every single game. They push all these statistics on him. Yeah. And that's the reason why he pulls every single pitcher in the fifth inning before the second before they hit the a guy a third time. Yeah. It's uh, sickening. It drives me insane. I think if you, you probably, I think you've listened to this enough where you've probably uh, caught that vibe from me. <laughs> like, so they don't even wait. Man base, man. It's like people are so sick of it. They want to see Chris Archer. They want to see Joe Ryan. They want to see others go deep into innings. We want so to see get that experience. They want to know who they can depend on in the playoffs, but they have no idea. If we make the playoffs, we have no idea if Joe Ryan could go with six and a half innings against the Astros or the Blue Jays or the Mariners. Yeah, we have no and idea. We we actually have the idea he won't be allowed to. Uh, 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 you know, that's the that's what we've figured out is. Um, but we've also figured out that we don't have enough relievers to even go a doubleheader against the Yankees. What makes you think we're going to be able to go a seven-game series against the Yankees with our <laughs> relievers? Yeah, we won't. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I... That's what I'm saying. It's like, what is the strategy that we're using? Everyone and their mom knows. Everyone and their grandma knows. <laughs> it's not working. What are we doing? It, 
But if people would argue it is working that in the fact that we're still in contention despite that. I don't know. It's you know, I I uh I think we're on the same page you and I were. I I think there needs to be more of a balance than there is. Like it seems like and it's not just the twins, it's it's pretty much everybody does this now or you know, they don't let their starter face a team uh, uh, a lineup a third time in a game unless he's an absolute stud, you know, unless your name's like Justin Verlander, <laughs> um, you know, um, and uh, you're not, you're not going to do it. Um, it's, uh, you know, they don't go by, they don't necessarily go by if a guy's tiring or not. It's just like, oh, it's the sixth inning get him out of there. Even though you're like looking at him, he's barely, he's like thrown maybe 70 pitches. You're like, why? He's not. Louis, <laughs> Louis, Louis Varland in his first pitch yeah. game for the Twins against the Yankees yesterday was dealing all was. the way into the sixth inning. Yeah. And they were like, all right, we're done. Yeah, well, even though it's a doubleheader, we're just gonna call it quits on this kid for the day, even though he's dealing. Let's go to Jacks. Yeah, the only I will give him a pass on that because it was the guy's major league debut. Um, but uh, the sentiment, you know, if it was like the Joe Ryan or a uh, you know, Sonny Gray or you name a veteran, <clears throat> um, and they did that like they have done. Um, yeah, that, that that gets old. Um, I'll tell you right now, the Twins killed Louis Varlin's confidence by taking him out there. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I I don't think so. They that may have ticked, was they dealing. may have ticked him off, but they they may have ticked him off, but they didn't. He's he's gonna be fine. He's... But that kid was dealing against the franchise that he hates. Oh, I he understand. Hates and he was dealing against them in yeah. the. It was like, great. He was like a baby lion going <laughs> after a giraffe. <laughs> he and was. like Mama Lion, Mama Bear was like, "No, no, no! It's a, it's a good giraffe. Don't go after that giraffe. It's a good giraffe." <laughs> but yeah, again, I, I'm not as upset about that one. It's, but I am. Um, overall, it, it does get sickening. Um, that that they won't let a guy go until he's tired, um, or in a jam where they're like, "Well, now it's time to go get him." Um, no, they have been doing that a little more lately, but like, especially like a guy like Dylan Bundy, for example, it's like strictly forbidden. <laughs> it seems like he's, he's like have you five have or you six been... innings and he's done. Or uh, Chris Archer, he he doesn't even get to go five and. He hasn't gotten more. He hasn't pitched a one throw in the sixth inning all year. I know. I know. So and tell me, now, when you go spend I... when you go spend money on a Target Field ticket, yeah, and they pull out this pitcher that just dealing, how is that going to make you feel as a as a fan? It's like, oh, we got. All right. well, I get it. It's a little disappointing. Um, it's uh. Now with uh, with uh, Chris Archer though, I will defend him in this. That guy, um, 
he there are many games where he throws so many pitches um, in those innings that he does get that they really don't have a choice but to take him out. I mean, oh, like man. he'll throw eighty or ninety pitches in those four innings. There, there's no doubt he's tired. He, they cannot let him go more. Um, so, um, the, so, but like, there's been games with like Dylan Bundy. Yeah, he's had some horrible games, but in there's been plenty of games where he's pitched five innings in under like seventy five pitches, and they just take him out and. Uh, <laughs> It's stuff like that. I think we've talked this to death. <laughs> yeah, um, it's so boring. But we're yeah, on the same page saying. there. Um, so, um, what else did you have that you wanted to talk about here? We've been already going for about... Well, did you know that... Do you know who Pat Light is? Pat Light, I do remember him. Yeah, yep. he- he he was traded from the Red Sox to the Twins. At one point, yep. He hasn't played in many years. Yep. He's um, he's going on a he's going on a on an endeavor through TikTok, and he's posting a bunch of videos. Okay. Of his career, and he's been talking a whole bunch about his transaction from the Red Sox to the Twins, and how okay. he handled his. Twins, um, how you handle his career on the Twins? Okay, not so, on TikTok. So you'll have to enlighten me. What is, what is he saying, or will I not be pleased? <laughs> well, he's basically saying that he was super excited to get traded to the Twins because he okay. wasn't doing very well on the Red Sox, and he had a whole lot of competition on the Red Sox. Yeah, but once uh, he, but once he got to the Twins. He pitched a couple games and then he started getting tightness in his shoulder. Okay, but because he didn't want to be known as injury prone, he never brought this up to the oh. training staff. You gotta. He tried to hide it. Okay. Yep. And then it's like we traded for this guy that was throwing a hundred miles per hour. Yes. And then when he gets to our team, he's only throwing like ninety one, ninety two miles per hour. At his top speed the whole entire time, and he basically tells the whole entire story about that, and it's like how he felt pressured not to speak up from his injury, and it's like I wonder, did does Byron Buxton feel that way? Does other players feel that way? I mean, I'm sure that that they have felt that way. I I doubt Byron feels that way now, um, because I think he's just played through it, um, played through some injuries this year. Even though, because that's one thing that the Twins are good at now. Maybe some might say they're even a little paranoid about it, because <laughs> um, you'll see. Um, like any time a guy takes a little while to get up, or uh, or whatever might have happened on the field, uh, Rocco Baldelli's right on on the field right away. In fact, 
back when I was a kid, it would have to be something pretty severe for for uh, the manager to go check on a guy. <laughs> uh, which I mean, that's that's it's not terrible. I mean, you you won't need healthy players. Uh, but you realize that we drafted Byron Buxton in 2011. Yep, that was 11 years ago. I know. Doesn't seem possible, but he he made one point. He made fifteen million dollars in his from two thousand eleven to two thousand twenty one. Yeah, that's not that much for a ball. That's player. not much for a super elite baseball player. I agree. Yeah. Now he's like twenty nine years old, yep. and he's trying to make it in the MLB. Mm-hmm. And he keeps on getting injured. Yep. This year alone, he's made $15 million. The past yeah. decade, he's only made $15 million. Yeah, he finally got that contract extension. And, um, and you know, this is, uh, has been his best year um, in the majors. Um, and the, uh, you know, he played the most games he's ever played. That's not saying a lot, unfortunately. Poor guy well, has been very injury prone. Yeah, that's kind of a... like my point. It's like I'm <laughs> wondering is like how many other Minnesota Twins are struggling with health issues or injury well, issues? I mean, we because we they're not getting medical attention because they don't have a proper contract. Uh, I don't know that that's. I don't know that. I don't. I think. Um, I don't know that that's a problem. Uh, I think um, this year, at least uh, nowadays, you know, we've covered that. You know, they currently have like seventeen guys uh, on the injured list right now, and that's not counting guys who have been injured and come back um, this year. Um, you know, that this team's been through the ringer that way. They if anything, I feel like they they need to figure out something to keep these guys healthier than they apparently have been able to do. Um, and I'm no expert, so I don't know what the heck they could do. They can't. I don't. They can't really baby the pitchers any more than they do. Um, so I don't know, man. Um, I mean, you'll find that in it. Um, you know, is in a situation where he he's playing hurt because um, he's trying to keep a job or uh, establish himself. So um, that's interesting that Pat Light said that. Um, but I'm I know you could find dozens and dozens of guys who would have the same story, and it's not in it any. I'm sure you could find it. Um, Do you think that the Twins could use that as a – could utilize that weakness within the MLB and become the mecca of injured players? I'm not sure what you mean. Well, it's not even injured players. It's like Pat Light could still throw 92, 91 miles per hour, but he was faking – his healthy status. Now, if you give that guy a year and a half, 
to just train and build up his body? How good of a team could you build up if you just did that with like 20 guys? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure where you're going with that. Um, I, I'm not. I, I don't understand what you mean, man. Um, I mean, it, you know, I get that he was probably nervous to say anything, but you know, if he's hurt, you know, he's you know, if they can't tell that that he's hurt, you know, if he's not showing pain or anything. Um, even if he's feeling it, he's got to say something, you know, um, and they'll take care of him. Um, but See, I understand he didn't because he what, was afraid that he story lose with his spot. Hmm? The, the story with Pat Light is like he said that he didn't want to tell anybody because he thought he was going to get dropped. He was going to get right. I get it. And not yep. going to get his contract. That's millions <laughs> of dollars. Well, I don't think he was making millions of dollars, but hundreds of thousands, definitely. And yeah, I get it. You got a guy trying to establish himself. That that happens all the time. With uh, you, you name a team, they'll find you an example. Um, I don't think that that's uh, uh, a uh, story that uh, um, that's particular to the twins at all. Um, you know, you'll find that anywhere you look if you, if you wanted to. Um, and it's too that way. Um, but I, I get uh, a little farther back than that guy. There was a, um, guy on the twins, um, guy by the, who, uh, had, uh, I think, a year or two that was pretty good. A guy by the name of Dan Nolte, um, who uh, he he was Twins' closer for a little while. Um, this is back when they weren't good. <laughs> um, but uh, he, uh, he actually uh, admitted to uh, uh, taking steroids uh, because... Uh, he didn't feel his stuff was good enough without him. Uh, so kind of not, not exactly the same, but um, the, in a way it's similar in that, you know, he, he felt he has, he was going to lose his job and not have a place in the major leagues if he didn't do that. And uh, he, uh, he did. So that, that's, that brought to mind that story when, when you were talking about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a guy that wants to prolong his career. Yep. But I'm talking yep. about guys that are like, like Pat Light. If you would have gave him a year to just train and exercise his body back to health, he's back throwing 100 miles per hour. Well, but he because should've... he had a $500,000 contract on the line. He wanted to push it out another three years so he can make that one point five million. Well, I mean, that's that was his choice. He should have he should have spoken up and said, "Hey, I don't feel good," you know, so that the doctors would check him oh, out. Yeah. Oh, and he yeah. might not have been. A I twin. get that point. I get that point. But don't you understand? It's like if the twins could recognize 
that's happening in Major League Baseball that they could they could benefit from becoming the sanctuary of injured pitchers. I I don't know what you mean. I don't think they do any worse than anybody else. Um, I. Mm. Oh, they I definitely do worse than everyone else. Huh? They definitely do worse than everyone else. I don't. I. I don't know. Something's not connecting in my brain with what you're trying to say there, dude. I'm sorry. Um. You know, they've just just seems like they've had a lot of. I don't know. Uh, just things have gone wrong that way. Um. And you know. I, you know, I'm just not sure what they could do to make that better. You know, they limit their pitchers' innings. They, uh, you know, I don't know what else, what else, what they could do to make that better. Um, well, do you think that Kenta Maeda is going to come back better than ever next year? No idea. You know, um, it's that's always sketchy with a guy off with Tommy John surgery. Um, some of them come back better than ever. Some of them are never the same. But, but you can yeah. tell pretty pretty early on in the process if they're going to come back better than ever. No, not necessarily. They say it takes about a year for a guy to feel like himself again after that surgery. Oh, yeah. So we might not – he might stink next year. And so we would have to find out two years from now where he's at. Because um, it, it does sound like he's not actually going to pitch this year now. There was hope that he would be well, he's activated a couple, in September, he's, but he's not going to be now. Um, he's had a couple stints at AAA and the Saints. Yeah, but they've and uh, he's done I've, really good. I've heard, though, that they're, they're, they're not going to activate him. Um, Which is smart. So they're, they're, he's going to He's not going to pitch for the Twins until spring training next year. But um, imagine if you had like 20 examples of Kenta Maeda just in your bullpen. That's too many. <laughs> what about 10? That's too many. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot, but it's definitely doable with how many injured pitchers there are in the game. You can just bring them in for a year, and then the year after, Roll them out like Kenta Maeda. That's no, I don't want that. No, you want guys that you can have around, and uh, and uh, you don't want to have that high of a turnover on your uh, roster if you can help it. Um, you know, it's all about winning the World Series, though. Absolutely, absolutely. So if every year that you can give your chance. I get in a few more innings out of these guys. There's a better chance I win in the World Series. Maybe. I don't know. Um, it, it. I don't know, man. It's. Uh, it's tough to make that. It's tough to know exactly how uh, a season's gonna work out. Um, 
uh, you know, it'd be nice if uh, if we could have the right mix, but you know, that only happens to one team every year that they mm-hmm. that everything goes right, and it doesn't even. It's usually it's not even always the team that it looks like it's going to be all year. It's a lot of times it's whoever's just really hot during October. Um, and that could be us every single year. It could be. It, it'd be nice, but they have to go out and do it. Um, you know, it's happened twice. You know, neither neither time the Twins have won the World Series were they considered um, the favorite at all. Um, and uh, especially in 1987, they, they're one of the uh, – I don't know if they're the only one but they're one of the few, for sure, teams to win the whole thing, even though they they were outscored by their opponents um, overall during <laughs> the season. I they, have seen that stat. That is an insane stat. You know, um, it's just it's ridiculous. But so and I was watching some YouTube video. It said it was about like the the. Uh, 10 worst uh, teams to win the World Series all time. I think they put the 87 Twins at like number number two or something. <laughs> like, ouch, but true. <laughs> how, did, how did we do it, man? I don't know how they did it. They just played <laughs> their they just played their best um, during October. Um, somehow they outplayed what helped at least in the world. What helped is um, back then, you know, the only two teams on each side made the playoffs. Uh, from the regular season right into the ALCS. So now they all, all they got to do is win that, and they're in the World Series. And then, no then they just got to find a way to win four games. And in 1987, there was only an ALCS. And yep. Then the World Series. Yep. There was no wild card or division. No, start. wild card did not start until a decade later. What about divisional rounds? That didn't start until the wild card showed up. <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, because back then there was the two divisions. There was the AL West and the AL East. So. Those are the only two teams that made the play. The teams that won those divisions are the only teams that made the playoffs. And uh, so then they go and uh, then whoever won the league championship, of course, goes on to win the world, goes on to play in the World Series. So, um, and they had less teams back then too. You know, they the uh, you know they didn't have Marlins or Diamondbacks or Rays or uh, Rockies, um, you know, those teams didn't exist. So there's that thing too. Um, so lots changed, you know, since those days. Um, so it's because uh, of the Diamondbacks that we haven't won a World Series. Huh? <laughs> it's because of the Diamondbacks we haven't won a World Series. Uh, I don't know how that could be. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. 
No, it's it's because of uh, finding creative ways to to lose every year and break the record for most uh, losses in a row in the playoffs. Uh, longest losing streak in playoff history right now at eighteen. Um, it's just sad. <laughs> it's uncanny. It's wild. You know. They keep, they keep running into this team they're playing now, the New York Yankees. Um, and what was the stat? They've only beat them. I think they're. Uh, I think if they beat them tonight somehow, they will. They'll be the only the fortieth time they've beat them in the last twenty years. That's crazy. And they've played them basically. They've played them like over 160 times. You know, over 160 games. So basically, they'd be uh, like the worst team of all time is the uh, 1969 New York Mets. They they won 40 games all season. <laughs> uh, and so basically, if you put if the Twins just played the Yankees every day, that's basically what the Twins would turn out to be. You know. So, thank God they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you've checked out next year's schedule, uh, but they, they, they're going to be done with the Yankees but before May. They play all the games they play against the Yankees next year in April, and then they don't have to see them again. Oh, let's go. We're going to win the championship next year. We're winning the World Series. <laughs> or maybe I should take that back. They don't have to see them until the playoffs, if they, <laughs> should they both make it. Because um, next year, uh, everybody plays everybody at least once in one series. So we'll – Get that long old. There'll probably be some long-awaited rematches. <laughs> that hey, long-awaited Twins-Reds rematch—you've been dying for it. It'll happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All I know is if the Twins had, if a batter for the Twins had the same batting average as the Twins do a winning percentage against the Yankees, they'd yeah. be fired. Yep. Yep, it's not that'd be not a great thing at all. Um, yeah, it's not a great thing at all, my friend. Uh, so I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about tonight? We got big series this weekend against the Guardians, the Twins. I, I guess I kind of mentioned it. They basically they need to sweep them. Uh, um, this weekend being two games down uh, currently and uh, what we say like less than 30 games to go now um, I think you know they be, it would behoove them if to uh, to sweep them and beat them every time they played them if, because they they've blown so many chances this year to put this division away you know you know when they played Detroit earlier this year and 
uh, they had a five game series against them and they won lost four stuff like that they've been hap- that's been happening to them all season long they where they've blown a chance where they they could have had this division wrapped up um, so long ago if they if they wouldn't make the mistakes they've made whether it be pitching recently it seems like it's been base running issues like I don't know what your thoughts on that. Oh yeah, that was a terrible call. I can't believe that happened. What's that? What was his name? Tommy Hawkins sending him to third or sending him home. Tommy Watkins, the third base coach. Yeah, he sent the he. Uh, sound. I didn't see the replay. Uh, I had to listen to that one on the radio. But from what they described on the radio, it's like he. He was waving a waving the runner around, and then he, then all of a sudden he decided to try to stop him. But by then, it was too late, or the guy got sounded like maybe the guy even got confused whether he should go or not. So he kept yeah. on, and then he got thrown out of the plate. Tommy us. Watkins said, "Go, stop, go." All yeah. in the time that the dude was hitting his foot on third base. And so the guy just went. Guy went, and he was out by like ten feet. They said, "Yeah, ten, fifteen yeah. feet." Like he tried dodging the tag, wasn't even close. So he had no yeah. chance. That's why they need to bring back running over the catcher. Even if it was Adrian Peterson, he couldn't. Have, <laughs> <laughs> I know he couldn't have gotten that safe. You don't think he could have jerked the ball loose? If they if they allowed running over the catcher again. There's so many things I wish they they wouldn't have changed. You know, they changed the rule about running over the catcher because of one guy. See, when I played, see when I played baseball, my youth, I never ran over the catcher. Oh, it's but not allowed. Would, it's only see, allowed in the major leagues. Oh. See, but what I would do is I would just dive at the guy's glove and then knock the ball out of his hands so many times. You don't have to knock the dude over. You just have to dive at his glove. And yeah, the ball they gets jarred loose. Well, that's basically the same thing as what I mean. Is they don't they don't really allow that either. They uh, oh no, watch when you go around. Watch these MLB players. When you watch these MLB players, they're trying to truck stick the catcher. No, you gotta go at where the glove is, and you just gotta create chaos there. But they don't yeah. do that. They just go for the hit stick. Well, they they go they try to go around him now because you're not allowed to just clean him out like yeah. like back in the back in the old days. Um, not the Toronto Blue Jays though; they'd go diving straight at your legs. Well, he so went with the catcher interference. Wow, that you want to get into that one? That travesty of a call that <laughs> it happened. It happened to the Blue Jays last night. They finally got their payback. They got a payback? Well, yeah, they got their payback. Too late. <laughs> uh, but uh, did their their manager throw a fit? Oh, yeah. He went crazy. But, yeah. uh, but it was the exact opposite. The runner tried diving wide of the base. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do now. You're supposed to be <laughs> and- given a lane. But the catcher didn't give him a lane at all. 
you know, is what they what and they then they called them out. Yeah, <laughs> it was perfect. It was like, yeah, they called it. They said the guy was safe because he didn't get a lane. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, but I don't know, like that that happened, and then the twins, uh, they tried to get one reversed in their favor earlier this week. Was it just the other day? Um, and it didn't get overturned. Um, I don't know that they believe that that one was going to get overturned, <laughs> so, but they it was like the ninth inning, so they were like, "Well, it, it was we a similar challenge anyway." So it was a similar play, but it wasn't a game defying play. Like no, no, against the Blue Jays. No, that one, and I still to this day can't figure out what Gary Sanchez was supposed to do. That's what I'm saying. It's like as a baseball player, are you supposed to think about the the MLB rules as you're trying to catch this ball coming in from well, the field? You are, um, but he did it. From what I can see, he did it right. You know, mm-hmm. wasn't blocking the guy's way until he, because you're allowed to go get the the throw wherever wherever it's headed, and it. it it, that's all he did, you know. And I'm a big believer in like you should be able to play the game as naturally as possible, and that's what Gary Sanchez did. He played that play yeah. as naturally as possible. Yeah, I and they still called more. it interference. I couldn't agree more. I don't know exactly what, why they what he was supposed to do different. Uh, that would have gotten them the call, you know. I mean, I don't know. It's frustrating. And uh, we got to find out that our uh, current manager can go, can make, ha- does have a uh, higher impression. <laughs> you know, he was, as he deserved to be, he was not a happy camper after that. He, he deserved to be royally ticked after that. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, I don't really got anything else to say except for that. Let's turn to let's see. So, after this weekend, they've got the Guardians, we we know, trying to bring up their schedule here. And uh, look at what they've got coming up after that. Oh, yeah. I did want to bring up something. Okay. Out of the the last 19 games, after the game tonight against the Yankees, we have 19 games left on the Twins schedule. Okay. Yep. 16 of them are against the AL Central. Yep. Against the Guardians. Six against the Royals. Two against the White Sox. Oh, there's got to be more than that against the White Sox. Nope, we only got two against the White Sox for the rest of the season. No, because there's there's more than that because they had to add. They there was games they were supposed to start the season against them, but because of the lockout, they didn't. So they they're gonna finish the season with them. Uh, in the uh, first week of October. Um, so I think they've got like five or six games against them left. 
Okay, so that's even better. So oh. we got two games on the schedule against them. And that's like in that's like the two of the last like five games of the yeah. season are against them. That's yeah, what's yeah. on the schedule. I don't know about rescheduled games. Yeah. But we got so sixteen games exactly. against the AL Central I'll over exactly. nineteen games. I'll tell you exactly we can how come it, back. I'll tell you exactly and we can how it win goes those players. I'll tell you exactly how it goes here. They got the three against the Guardians this weekend. Then yep. they got uh, three against the Royals um, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week. Then they got the Guardians the weekend after that, and they play two doubleheaders yep. that, that weekend. Next, Not this weekend, but next weekend. So that's a five-game series there. Yep, eight games then, against the Guardians. And then they got two more after that against the Guardians, according to the, what I'm looking at. So they play seven games in a row against the Guardians. Holy moly, so that must be ten games. There's a whole lot that's not on the schedule. And then, then they got the Royals again for for three. Then they've got the only team that's not in the Central. they got to play the Angels one more time. Uh, one more series. And that's for and then they, three games, right? Yep. And then they've got three. Well, I guess you were correct, sir. They, they've got three. Or no. Then, then they got three against the White Sox. And then uh, they finished the season against the Tigers. And then one last series against the White Sox, the one that they had to make up that they were supposed to start the season with. And that, so that's six games against the White Sox they got left. Holy, holy. So we and have... they've got and they've got seven or eight games against the Guardians left. So uh, we got like thirty six games, and only three of them are against the Angels, and the rest are against the Tigers, the White Sox, and the Royals, and the Guardians. against their division. <laughs> yeah, and they, thankfully they they play in what many people have classified as the clown division in uh, Major League Baseball. But we're going to come back because we've got our rally caps on. They, if they – if they, I mean, if they don't, it's on them. I mean, they <laughs> well, after riding. tonight, they've got one of the easiest schedules you could, you could ask for. Um, you know, um, and uh, – so yeah, so the and the Guardians aren't playing tonight, so they'll either only win or or gain or lose a half a game on them right now, uh, no depending on what happens tonight. Um, and they are two back of them right now, so they'll either be a game and a half or two and a half back going into that series um, this weekend. So, but. They really need to take advantage of that schedule. So, do you believe Joe Gunderson? I believe it can happen. Yes, absolutely. I I don't. I'm not going to say what I believe would happen in the playoffs, but I <laughs> believe they can get there. I, I still, we have a we have a road to, to the there. playoffs. Huh? We have a very attainable road to the playoffs. Absolutely. I 
I agree. They they have attainable road. Um, it would be nice if they can get some of the injured players back, but uh, I I don't know how good that's looking at this point. Uh, haven't well, heard any updates. Uh, haven't heard any back. updates as far as what uh, with Byron Buxton or anything. Um, I know. I think Larnick finally started a rehab assignment but I haven't heard as far as when he might be back or if he will be. Um, we know, we know a few guys are out for the season, like uh, Kirilov and a Sano. And uh, although I'm so fed up with Sano, kind of, it's yeah, not nice of me to say that I'm kind of happy that he won't be back. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's probably a sentiment shared by a lot of Twins fans at this point with that guy. Um, most people I talk to anyway. Um, I made a big mistake by buying his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, man, I, I think we've covered a lot of it. I don't know if uh, if you had anything else you want to bring up that you can you want to do before we wrap this up. No, man, I'm just super appreciative of you allowing me to be on your podcast. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you could do it because people I normally would have on uh, have busy schedules, so they couldn't they couldn't do it this week. But um, so I was glad glad to hear you wanted to step in for them. That was uh, appreciate that you could do this for us. Um, so hopefully. Everybody Can will I do check a little shout out on my page? Yeah. So I got Twin City Vintage, Twin City BTG on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. And we sell uh, vintage Minnesota sports gear. Okay. Like Gophers, Vikings, Twins. We'll go into North Stars, Mighty Ducks, Fighting Saints, oh, all the wow. colleges. We're crazy. I'm crazy like that. I'll go. Minneapolis Millers? I don't have any Minneapolis Millers stuff, but I've been eyeing you gotta find some, some. <laughs> stuff from there. You but once some. I do got some stuff from there, I'll definitely let the world know. Yeah, and so if I needed myself uh, like a 1960s era Twins jersey, you're the place to go? I'm not the place to go for that because those are really hard to find and they're really expensive. But if you need like a starter jersey for the Vikings, like a Randy Moss, Chris Carter, okay, John Randall, Percy Harvin, Sidney Rice, Brett Favre. Back in the good days. Okay. Oh, yeah, for the Vikings. Or if you need like a Joe Maurer, Justin Morneau. If you need like 2000s, 90s, okay, Twins, Minnesota gear, I got you. Okay. I got a bunch of starter jackets and stuff. Ah, starter jackets. Yep. I remember those being a big thing when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. um, it was weird uh, back when I was a kid. Everybody wanted a uh, a Charlotte Hornets starter jacket. That's what I was here. <laughs> I don't know. I think we just all thought their colors were awesome. Yeah. Because um, um, I know I would have liked it, but yeah, uh, there's not enough Minnesota Twins starter jackets going around. There's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I still 
have one. It's not a very old one. Uh, like um, when uh, Gardenhire was still the manager, yeah. that era where the the uh, logo had like a uh, shadow look or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, the letters that had like a shadow behind them. It, it's kind of weird. Um, uh-uh. But uh, I have one of those. I don't wear it very much. I need to need to wash it. Is it a jersey? No, it's it's like the jacket Guardy would wear in the dugout all the time. Oh, okay, like the Majestics. Yeah, I guess it's more Majestic, isn't it? Not Starter. Yeah, I got a I got a few of those too. Those are super awesome, especially yeah. with like the M, the classic M Twins logo. Yeah, so nice. Are you one of those people that wishes they'd bring that one back? Because I'm not. Ooh. I like the TC better. See, I don't like the. <laughs> See, I'm I'm super weird. We're deep into the podcast, so I doubt many people will hear this. But I'm, <laughs> I don't. I don't like the M because I feel like a lot of people use that for political stuff. I like the TC because right. it's, it's very Minnesotan, you know, okay. and very Twin Cities like. Yeah, I just think it looks better. I. I... I haven't ever thought about it in a political way, but uh, I've uh, oh, yeah. I just <laughs> like the way it looks better than the M did. Uh, for people out there, I've seen they they always just say they should bring it back because they they want it. They say that they had the logo when they won the World Series, so they should bring it back so they win again. I'm like, yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> 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 that's that's total superstition. <laughs> And uh, I get superstitions do have do thing do have do have their place in sports, but yeah, that's it's a weird thing. But anyway, I guess we've uh, before we get uh, on off on another tangent. (laughs) And uh, uh, again, thank you for joining us tonight, my friend. And uh, anytime you want to come back on. You're sure welcome to. Oh, let's go. Well, I hope I can uh, get back on at the end of the season. We can we can talk about the World Series that we won. That'd be that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, right. let's go. Let's hopefully we can we can talk about a happy ending. <laughs> even if even if that doesn't happen, there I think they've shown enough where we can be optimistic about the future. Because they, we can just say, their their roster has gone through so many, so much of upheaval this year that just can't see it having to go through that again. Let's hope. For sure. So, yeah. anyway, all right, man. Well, yeah. thank you again, and uh, I think we'll finally let you go, and you have a good evening. Hey, you too. I hope you have a good night. I'll catch you next time. All right. Thank you guys for joining us, and. Have a good week, all. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Twins Nation podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook and on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Twins Nation podcast. On Twitter, we're at at Twins Nation pod. And Joe is at Big Joe Gun.